Luke chapter 2 is where I'm going to re- be reading this evening. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When our kids were little, one of our traditions was we would go to Houston each year. We'd go to Houston's First Baptist Church. They put on a a Christmas uh, pageant performance, which was just amazing. Professional level uh, retelling of the Christmas story in drama and in music. And I remember one year uh, was particularly striking. They, they, uh, they had uh, the people who were coming into Bethlehem, uh, through Bethlehem to Jer- Jerusalem to worship. They came with their animals into the auditorium, right? So they came in with sheep and they came in with goats and they came in with donkeys and they came in with camels, and you know, we were sitting uh, right on that row with the wide aisle, and so all of the animals are, are coming in front of us. They're all parading in front of us. All of these animals coming all right, right into church, right? And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden I look to my right, and kids, guess what I saw? An elephant. They brought an elephant into church. So tonight... We're not going to have an elephant. Our aisles are not wide enough, but I thought, wouldn't that be cool to have an elephant in church? It was amazing. We're just like, oh my gosh, there's an elephant in church, and the elephant's walking toward us. And as the elephant passed by, about 15 seconds after the elephant passed by, there was just this horrible smell that followed the elephant. I was like, okay, I I don't know that I realized how incredibly smelly elephants are. Uh, Animals can be really smelly and stinky. That's why you keep your animals outside the house. Right? All animals outside the house because animals smell. And people who work with animals sometimes can start to smell. And so in our day and age, if you work with animals, you take a shower every day. But in Jesus' day, they couldn't do that. They didn't have showers. They didn't have hot and cold running water coming into the house. And so people like shepherds lived with their animals out in the field, and they couldn't take a bath, and they couldn't take a shower. And so they kind of started to smell. And they're living outside, and when it was rainy, they slept in the rain. And when it was snowing, they were sleeping in the snow. And when the sun was beating down on them, they got hot and just overwhelmed. And it was just a hard, hard, hard life. And so shepherds really weren't the most respected people in Jesus' day. They were poor and they were smelly and they lived outside. And so I've always wondered, why is it in the Christmas story that the angels went to shepherds first? 
If they weren't respected by society, why'd the angels show up and tell about Jesus' birth first to the shepherds? Well, it's interesting if you look at your Bible, from Genesis, first book of the Bible, to Revelation, the last book of the Bible, there are shepherds everywhere. And the shepherds kind of serve as as a paradigm or a prototype of something good in the Bible. They serve as a prototype of, of strength and courage and leadership and trust. In fact, God portrays himself as a shepherd. He says, I am a shepherd. I'm the shepherd of Israel, Israel's best king ever, King David. He was literally a shepherd. And he was figuratively or metaphorically a shepherd because he took care of the people of Israel. And God said, I'm going to send you another king, and he's going to be the best shepherd ever. And so even though society didn't really respect the shepherds, God honored the shepherds. And so it says here in chapter 10, verse, or chapter 2, verse 10, But the angel said to them, the shepherds, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all of the people. That is, Jesus is for everyone. If Jesus can be for the shepherds, who aren't really respected by society, then Jesus can be for everyone. And the shepherds had a really, really hard life, and I think that it's one of the things that made them receptive. Like, they were ready. They were eager. They really wanted someone like Jesus to come. And I've noticed that's true in my own life. Sometimes when I'm really struggling and there are hard things in my life, I'm I'm more eager for good news. And maybe you came in here this evening and you're really eager for good news. Maybe you're eager for some good news about your physical health. Or maybe you're eager for some good news because a relationship is broken. Or maybe you're eager for some good news because you lost a job and you'd love the economy to take off again and inflation inflation to fall. Or maybe you'd really like some good news about peace in the Middle East or peace in Africa or peace in U.S. cities. Or maybe you'd like some good news about racism ending or no more pandemics or no more tornadoes or whatever the good news is because something's going on in your life and it's making you eager and hungry and receptive to receive some good news. That was the shepherds. They were longing for good news. And the good news that they wanted was that the world would be set right. That their own, that their own sin would be forgiven. That their brokenness would be removed. That their oppressors would be taken away. They were longing for good news. And so God sent the angels to them first because they were hungry for good news and they were ready to receive it. Verse 15, it says, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and they found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby baby as he lay in the manger. Uh, They came, and they came quickly, and they didn't wait around and stand around. Should we go see (laughs) this good news that's just been announced to us? It says, man, they just went straight away. We've got to see Jesus. And what's interesting, when you reread the the, the birth narratives of Jesus, is not everybody was ready and eager for Jesus. Uh, Just earlier, a few months, a man named Zacharias was told that he was also going to have a son, but Zacharias was a very old man, but he said, you're, an angel told him, you're going to have a son, and your son is going to be the, the forerunner, and he's going to prepare the way for this Jesus to come. And Zacharias said, eh, I don't know. Really? And he was deeply skeptical. And then there's a man named uh, King Herod, and he heard that a, a son was going to be born, that God was going to send this child who would be king, and Herod was jealous. And then there were the citizens of Bethlehem who just heard another baby crying. 
and they were indifferent. Are you ready? Are you eager? How are you feeling about the good news that God wants to send? You know, I was, uh, I was a shepherd. Like, literally, I was a shepherd. I'm not kidding. I was a shepherd for two weeks. I served as a shepherd. I, I, I helped a family friend take care of his sheep for two weeks. That's all I needed uh, was two weeks. And uh, I was reminded, yeah, that sheep, they're smelly, and they're really not very smart, and they're really stubborn. And what's interesting in the Bible is God portrays himself as a shepherd, but then he talks about us as sheep. Kind of stinky, kind of smelly, kind of stubborn, kind of foolish, going our own way. And we need a shepherd. We need a good shepherd to lead us and guide us and care for us and heal us. So I wonder, uh, is there good news that you're wanting? And do you believe that God can actually fix everything? I mean, absolutely everything that's broken in the world. Story goes on, verse 17. When they had seen this child, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. So what happens in the story is they hear from the angel and they just rush into Bethlehem and they've got to see the child. And as soon as they see the child, then they hurry and they rush back out and they've got to tell everybody because when you hear good news like that, that's really, really, really good news. You just want to share it. That's what you want to do with it. I know for me, like, it's, it's kind of like when I, when I buy a present and I know it's really going to land, I just want to give it immediately. I'm not a big shopper. I'm not a great shopper. But when I find a gift and I know that gift is really going to be something that that person wants then I just actually give it immediately. Like, like I, you know, if it's not near a holiday, then we'll find one. What's the nearest holiday? Well, Tristy, this is for your birthday. Or it's, this is for Valentine's Day. Never mind, this is, this is for St. Patrick's Day. Actually, you know what? It's Tuesday. Here, here you go. Because I just want to give it away so quickly. I also, I confess, I like getting gifts that really land for me. That's fun. I, I, I always have, I, I love Christmas because I do like getting stuff. I like unwrapping gifts. It's really fun. Uh, my sister and I, when we were little, uh, we, we just got super excited. As my parents would wrap things, they put it under the tree, and we became so excited that we would shake the gifts, right? And then we, would, we learned how to peel the tape back from the gifts. Kids, that's a really bad idea. But we, we, we got really skillful at peeling the tape back, and then my mom would, she would hide the gifts, and we learned every place that they might be hidden, under beds and in closets and up in the attic, right? And we just dug around all over the place, and my sister learned as I got older that I'm still the same. I'm exactly the same, and so when she would buy me a gift, she would hot glue everything, right? And um, you know, she'd put it in a box, wrap it in tape, put the paper on, and then hot glue it so I couldn't peel it back and, you know, sneak around and find it because I'm just, I love to get a good gift that really lands. And I love to give a gift that really lands. And the shepherds, when they heard the good news, they said, this is something that we have to share. This is not something that we keep to ourselves. And in the story, I, I think what's interesting is that God, in a sense, he telegraphs to them exactly what the gift will be. And it doesn't ruin the surprise because it's what they've been longing for forever. They've been longing for God to set all things right, to remove their debt of sin, to remove their brokenness, to remove the, the oppressors who are, who are crushing their lives. And God tells them, that's what I'm going to do through this son. And it doesn't, this child is not, it's, it's, it, it's not going to ruin the surprise that you know everything that's coming. Listen to what he says here in verse 11 again. 
He says, for today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. What you're going to get is a child. The child is the gift. And God tells him exactly how he's going to set all things right, and it's going to be through this one, through this son. Micah 5, verse 2, he tells them exactly where the gift is going to come. But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you, one will go forth for me to be a ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. So he tells them what the gift is. It's the son. Where the gift is going to come from, it's going to come from Bethlehem. He tells them why he's giving them this gift. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6. Because all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. So the reason I'm going to give you this gift is because you are broken. And there's this thing called sin in your life that separates you from a loving heavenly father. And so Jesus, the son, is going to come and he's going to pay that debt of sin so the separation is removed and you can be reconciled into a relationship with God. But there's more. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on, And forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. God says, I will send my son and he will remove your debt of sin, but also I will send my son and he will fix everything. And he's going to fix everything forever. And what you most long for will be accomplished through this one. And so I wonder this evening, are you eager for good news? Are you you ready to receive the son? Or is there something in you that's maybe causing you, like the people of Bethlehem, to be a bit indifferent? Maybe you've heard the gospel message uh, so many times, and maybe tonight is that moment where it just it begins to make sense. And you're no longer indifferent, and you're no longer uh, running from God. You're no longer trying to prove that you don't need him, but you're just saying, God, thank you for the gift of Jesus. Let me encourage you, if you've never had that moment for yourself, maybe you've heard the gospel message many times, you've heard about Jesus, and maybe you've even heard and believed that he died for the sins of all the world, but have you ever had that moment where you you acknowledged he died for you, and he died for your sins? And perhaps tonight is that night where you say, thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. You know, Advent uh, means uh, arrival. It's from a Greek word that means appearing or, or arrival. And because Advent was celebrated near Christmas, we focus on the first arrival of Jesus when God became human flesh, the Son of God became flesh, that first arrival. But historically, uh, during Advent, the church actually celebrated the first arrival and the second arrival. So uh, Joy to the World, I learned about a year ago, Joy to the World is actually written for the second arrival, not the first arrival. Joy to the World is about Jesus returning and setting all things right. So he had to come twice, right? First time to remove the debt of sin, but what we really long for is that he would return and set everything right. And there'd be no sorrow, there'd be no more disease, there'd be no more conflict among people, there'd be no more scarcity, there would be uh, perfect peace and fullness of blessing in the presence of God with people we love, and that's what Jesus promises to do for us. So 